seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Okay, wait. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, oh my Everyone god, is... the crowd goes wild. Woo! Yeah. Yay! Yay! You know what that was, Rohit? That was hype because that's the theme of our show today. Hype. Oh, because man. what you know what's interesting about this theme? Some things are overhyped. Some things kind of fall flat and they're the same as you'd expect. And then some things are way underhyped. And so that is what our topic is going to be today is what gets hyped, what gets overhyped, what gets underhyped. And in the process of that topic, we're going to be talking about everything from the Republican debate to Firefest 2, some great sports stuff with Shohei Otani, uh, Fancy or not cloud so great. in the sky, or not so great. A fancy cloud in the sky. There's a lot. We have a debate. There's tons of different stuff that all falls under this topic in some way or another. And remember, if you listen to this show, sometimes we forget to tie in the topic to the subject. So, if we do, sorry. But what what have you been up to? What's been going on the last week? Let's see. So my brother was in town, and uh, so that was a good visit. We we are convinced. That when he's in town for business meetings, the only reason he stays a few extra days is not to see us, but it's to see our dog, Lego. <laughs> and because that's generally who he spends the most time with. But we understand because our dog's pretty cool. Um, and Isn't that obvious? Yeah. Who would just obvious. stay to spend time with you? I know. It's like, ugh. ugh. Um, it's cr- yeah, weird. Other than so that. That was fun. Yeah, that was very fun. Other than that, it's funny. I just looked to the left down at the bottom of my desk and there's a shoebox there on top of the shoebox is a single sneaker now the single sneaker <laughs> is fully laced this single sneaker has been fully laced for a week and a half inside the shoebox <laughs> is the other sneaker which has not been laced <laughs> i don't know how long it's gonna take me i like you know i bid on these in stock x i got them and now I just haven't even finished lacing them. Um, so you can say... So who are you going to sell them to? Because it's a good way to, I guess, sell drugs is by lacing your shoes. Yeah, I mean, shit. Maybe you could... Maybe StockX is a good way to also trade in drugs. You can replace like the sole of a sneaker with just like pure packed Coke, right? And then uh, then have it delivered. Or you could have someone at the, the, the center that's looking for it. You know, they can kind of arrange a deal. I don't know. But um, I'm not. Remember, we're not a business show. We're not a business show. Yes, yes. Do not take your drug dealing business advice from us. Um, But yeah, so I don't know where that that came up. But the hype for these sneakers that I had before they got delivered was so huge. And now that they're here, I just haven't had the time to lace them. And it's been almost two weeks. You just don't care. Yeah. I think now that I have them, I'm like, cool. Okay. I Um, actually, I can relate. I have that a lot where I order something. I get really, definitely with books. I get really excited that the book is kind of like, where is it? Why hasn't it gotten here till? And then it comes, I open it up. I put it next to my, my uh, bed and that's where it stays. Yeah. I mean, seriously, when you open that book for the first time that you waited to order and there's no pictures, 
It's like, what the <laughs> shit? Like, how am I supposed to read this? It doesn't read to you. Yeah. And then they say, oh, you're supposed to get the, uh, the audible version. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that doesn't come in the mail. No. So I don't want the audible version where it gets read to me. I want the one that comes in the mail where I can pick, open it, pick it up, put it next to my bed, and then not open it. Yes, and if it's going to get read to me, I want it to be like cradled and rocked like a baby. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's, that's how you go to sleep anyway, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just have like a giant, a giantess that we hire from time to time just to, to pick me up and rock me to bed um, and then tuck Aww. me in. Yeah. Rock Rohit to bed. You know what didn't what rock what did not rock what did rock me to bed? And this is just a little bit of what's been going on is the LA hurricane. Oh yes. Talk about overhyped. And I know in some parts of other parts of California there was damage in Mexico and stuff, but it was the LA hurricane. Hurricane is coming to LA. It's gonna be nuts. If you go on my Instagram, you can see I have a whole section of LA hurricane videos <laughs> I took. Uh, about carnage about the carnage that went on but there is an example of something that was really hyped i got so many from out of state uh people like asking me if i was okay how i was holding up and i think i was like out at a party (laughs) like i wasn't i was like yeah i'm doing fine cheers yeah i remember texting a couple group chats i'm like even before it happened i was like this hurricane is the biggest bullshit we're all going to be so overly cautious and nothing's going to come of it and then i remember just some people that i guess i don't know i feel like doom and and just like really sinking into doom and fear has been such a social trend over the past few years with covid this and that like which is a real problem obviously but like the idea is that People are really relishing in being afraid of everything, afraid to talk to people, afraid to go outside, afraid to do anything, afraid to encounter new viewpoints. It's just like fear is the new black. And <laughs> I, I would watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's like, yo, what the fuck happened to like resilience and stoicism? Has that gone out the window? You know, it's like fear is the new hype. Okay, cool. It kind of is. It's, and we'll get to more about fear and uh, in a few later topics, definitely in topic two, about promoting fear as a way to get people on your side, which I don't believe in. So, yeah, I agree. The hurricane was totally that. And uh, but a little bit of bright news. Uh, I will be going to Europe. And so the next time we record this podcast will probably be from two different shores which is always exciting when we do it, which I think we've done twice. And whenever it happens, it's maybe three times. I don't know. I've def- well, I've been in Canada. I don't remember. Where are but, you going? Uh, I'm going to, well, the main stop is going to be, I'm going to be in London. So what's uh-huh. up, anyone from London? And I'm going to be at the Venice Film Festival. Yes. In, in, uh, and at a, spe- at a great event, which I'll, you know what, I'll, I'll save talking more about it until I get back because then I'll have more to, uh, to talk about, but it's very cool. It's for a good cause. And, uh, it's a little bit in relation to my, uh, foundation, the I am able foundation, which everyone should go check out. I am able foundation.org. It's not a plug if it's just doing good for, for the world. Yep. And, and, uh, and yes, check out the I am able foundation. And also when Aaron is back on here with when he's recording from Europe. Check out his new accent that he's told me off camera he's going to have. Um, and he guarantees to do the ep- entire episode in a deep, hard cockney 
just like, I governor, and or <laughs> a really over exaggerated Italian accent, yeah, right? You have to course, choose one, yeah. yeah. Excuse of course. Yes. Like as bad as possible. And I'm going to start doing that. When I'm there, I'm going to talk to people in an accent or I'm going to accidentally start making fun of their accent, accent with them. Yeah. Like they're going to say, you want the reggaeton? And I'm going to say, yes, I do. And it's like not going to go over well. So uh, just as like a bit of serious advice, I know we joke around a lot, but as someone that's in Europe once or twice a year for like the last decade and a half, uh, the best advice I can give to you when communicating with people that you know aren't necessarily speaking your native language or a different accent is so you can be clear and have a good under conversation with them is talk as loud and slow as possible. <laughs> and if they kind of like raise their eyebrows, say it again even louder and ask them why <laughs> or what is wrong with them and why they don't understand you and to learn some English. And the, what this does, this is encourages the people of there to learn the correct global language um, and also the correct correct way to say things. And you are actually acting as an ambassador for the right thing to do. So just make sure to do that, okay? All right, let's move to topic one. Yes. Great. <laughs> That's great advice, thank you. Yes, and topic one, we're gonna segue real, real nice because it's about Deutschland, Germany. Mm. So, um, you know, in Europe, they're, they're can generally considered a bit more progressive than the United States. And I think we can admit that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they've been ahead of us in terms of, you know, abortion rights. They've been ahead of us. Like, I don't know. They had slavery, got rid of slavery a lot earlier than we did. Yep. Um, you know, they, 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 they and, oh, organic foods. Um, like, yeah, uh, you know, giving women power and roles uh, of government. They did that before I'll even us. say anti-Semitism. Like, they went full speed ahead in Germany. Oh, yeah. They, like, went hard, obviously. They were the they were the biggest. They did it the best slash worst. And then, then it kind of went away, whereas here it's still just... Oh, yeah. I mean, going as a, strong as ever. There's a lot we can learn. And when it comes to learning and And education. I might be wrong about that. I'm sure there's still tons of anti-Semitism in Europe. I was just trying to... Uh, build the case yes yes and I, th I think your case has been bought um but there is there are daycare centers in germany right now um in the northern state of north rhine westphalia that have introduced a practice of sexual exploration rooms for children now <laughs> oh, these shit, are I can't these lie. are daycare centers with at least two i didn't let that was not me laughing at all <laughs> and it's um, not funny it's not funny yeah. i'm just sorry so the idea is um, there's two nurseries that are entertaining the safe spaces for young children where they can retreat to masturbate or as in one daycare center in Carapin puts it to discover and satisfy themselves physically. How old uh, are they? These, uh, the these children, uh, it's a kindergarten. <laughs> so uh, German newspaper Die Welt reports how the nursery claims to offer children freedom to try out childish sexuality insisting that, quote, masturbation is something normal, end quote, and that the establishment considers allowing sexual gratification of its premises to be, quote, of great importance. And there's another daycare in the same state uh, that does something called doctor games, where they, um, where they have an adjoining like room where children can go and they pick a partner uh, that they wish to explore, um, and they go and explore, physically explore the bodies of the other student that they pick, um, and telling them that, with the, with the thing that no objects are to be introduced into body orifices. So that's like, that that's the rule. You can't stick stuff in, but you can touch and feel and, you know. 
And so the guidance uh, counselor says, all children, especially preschoolers, are aware of the places, the facility where nudity and body exploration can take place. And each child decides for themselves whether and with whom they want to physically play physical and sexual games. Girls and boys pet and examine each other only as much as comfortable for themselves as other children. Okay, these are five-year-olds, by the way. Um, <laughs> so there was some backlash. Um, so by the way, this Why? Concept, Why this would there have been backlash? <laughs> So this concept, it was appeared to be supported by Pro Familia, which is a leading professional association on sexuality and partnership in Germany, which recently published recommendations to daycare centers encouraging this practice. Now, following public backlash, the Awakito Kindergarten in Hanover canceled the project after a spokesperson for the Ministry of Education uh, in their state capital said the educational concept in this form endangers the well-being of a child. Um, the CEO of the Nurses Group Management Company later claimed that the letter to parents had not been approved by the, the head office, meaning they said, hey, it's not going to happen. But that letter, that saying it, ha it wasn't going to happen, they said, no, no, we never approved that. It is happening. And, um, and in North Rhine-Westphalia, the local government does not appear to be phased by the practice. When asked by Die Welt about the idea of children being encouraged to masturbate and touch each other sexually, the state's children ministry, led by Green, Joseph, uh, led by Green Party, Josephine Paul, claimed that sexual behavior by children could not be prevented and insisted that it had no plans to contact the daycare centers with its remit to discuss the matter. Okay. So um, my hopelessness so is that. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the problem here? Yeah. I'd say this. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck are you doing, Germany? Okay. So let me just take a, uh, another approach here. Because this is the hopeless show. Uh, the hopeless show. We're bringing hope. Yeah. What if it's something that seems disgusting to us, but maybe it's going to help progress the human being to a better place. I, I, anything I'm trying to say here, I'm like, I'm going to regret saying, so I can't say any of it, but I, I wonder, I just wonder if they, why would they be trying to do it? If there, there wasn't something they knew that maybe was beneficial. I, I mean, you could demonizing sexuality is also a problem. So sure. Maybe, but at five years old, it seems young to me. Yeah, like that is, I mean, come on. There's, a, there's, as soon as a kid starts becoming active sexual, sexually, they're, they all of a sudden have to, you, if you're not mature enough to understand it, you're not going to be able to properly process it. I think this is fucking child abuse. Like imagine a household where, you yeah. know, a parent has, has kids over and their kids' friends are five years old. It says, oh yeah, I put them in rooms and let them masturbate each other. You know, I encourage them to do that. Right. Man, these are teachers. I'm so, sorry. If I was a parent there, I would literally um, be very sad, uh, upset. And I so can't say on this pod what I would do. I, I mean, the, see, I'm trying to think of hope, but I totally agree with you. It seems very, very disturbing. So, well, I'm glad you agree. But I also <laughs> i I always like to give the benefit of the benefit of the doubt. And think, well, is there something to it at least? Is there, do they have something that's like, there's some study behind it that means that kids aren't suppressing? I don't know. There's got to be something there. I mean, sure. Because it otherwise make, sounds You can make a study that bizarre. says anything. Any study can be made to say anything. It's just okay. a matter of how you manipulate the data and how you choose to get the data and how you choose to present it. Like, people treat studies as a scientific you know, official truth, like the, the theory of relativity, but really a study is 
just like any other bit of journalism or any bit of scientific you know method but in, in this sense a study who's the scientist who they cite in this this was uh, lost the tab let's see this was uh the the concept is a, supported by pro familia which is a professional like, so association on sexuality and partnership in germany so they are like a uh, yeah they're that so what um, about this here's a prediction in 50 years uh we'll call him tom nolan christopher nolan's grandkid uh -huh. makes a movie that's a huge epic called Pro Familia. And it's about how this study changed the world forever. So it's like 50 years in the future, Tom Nolan, Christopher's grandson, does like 2063, 2073's Oppenheimer about this topic. And we just don't know it yet. And I'm okay. not supporting child any of it. I'm just saying maybe there's something we don't know. I'm trying to bring you hope. I don't I know if I am. I might. I might actually too be much like credit. Yeah, the cops are actually credit. knocking at the door yeah. right now to arrest me. Yeah, you got me. Chris Hansen. He's just like waiting in your elevator lobby, waiting for the uh, elevator to go up to the floor. I think the fifth floor you guys are on. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm. Uh, yeah, they're here. What? I am about to get arrested. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna. You're gonna have like eight dudes dressed in black with like machine guns that are kicking down your door and just like screw freeze, dirt bag. And there's yeah. So well, yeah, the show and, had a good I'll, run. I'll just say I, I I don't I don't know how to support anything about this, but I'm trying my best because that's the goal of the show. So anything I just said, I don't really mean. I just am trying to think of a positive, and I I would. I would be interested to see Tom Nolan's films. I'll say yeah. that. Well, I'm, here's I guess here's my positive takeaway. Yes, besides the Tom Nolan films, you know, in you know, 50 years from now, I'm positive to hopefully see uh, some parents taking matters into their own hands. That uh, that could have been construed wrong too. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. we're gonna move on. We're gonna we're gonna move, move on. on. That was a tough one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like to start light. You know. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, <laughs> now well, here's something else light. Another light. Topic. Well, here's a lighter one because we haven't talked about crypto much lately because there's been nothing to talk about. So I had something happen, Rohit, last week that almost destroyed me. Uh oh. Both inside and out. I was told about a coin called Harry Potter Obama Pac Man. <laughs> 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 that is a mean point. Get out of here. That, 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 yeah, that, that came out like two weeks ago. Okay. And I know someone who got in when it was point oh 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 one cent. Uh-huh. And it skyrocketed to like 80 cents and he made a couple hundred grand off 500 bucks. And wow. by the time I found out about this, I got the massive FOMO and I was trying to figure out, well, how do I get in? But then I remembered our advice that we've given ourselves a lot about how this doesn't necessarily, once you've been told about it, if you weren't in at the very beginning, you're probably screwed. And uh, so yeah. just so you know, if I would have gotten in then, I would have lost 60% of what of what I would of my money fucking hell all right so the coin is called Harry Potter Obama Sonic 10 Inu yeah 
What's and it at? What's they, the price now? Right now the price, oh God, is point one two three four five. I think you're looking at the wrong seven, one. Eight. Oh, there was one that spiked uh, okay. recently. Yeah. Uh, was it at a lot? On July twenty ninth. Yeah. Um, it was on July twenty ninth. It was worth. Oh God, a lot more. Um, there's just too many zeros to make sense of. Well, let's use this other one because it might be this other one too. Harry Potter, Obama, Pac Man, Inu. Oh, okay. Which is now at forty two cents. And. Whoa. And he got it at point oh 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 whatever cents, and now uh, and if I would have got in, I would have gotten it at eighty cents and lost over half my money. So it makes me it made me feel terrible at the time because I thought five hundred bucks to be one hundred fifty thousand bucks that sounds so cool. Yeah. And, and then so I obviously had FOMO. I had jealousy. I uh, I love when friends do well, but there's a little part of me that gets upset tiniest part that's like damn it why am i not in that too especially when it's 500 bucks to 150,000 and yeah now um i'm glad i didn't get in when i did but i just it further shows that no one knows anything about crypto but some people do get lucky yeah i mean i just i wish i knew about this because just having hearing the name i knew it's going to be a very legitimate coin <laughs> yeah it's going to be uh I think Sears Sears is going to use it soon. <laughs> so anyway, that's my hopelessness is I did not make that money. Glad my friend did and very very glad I didn't get in when I did because when I was told about it because I would have lost by then. And I would have told you about it. You also would have bought and then we both would have lost. <laughs> But then again, we would have to like go through this really long process of try to remember how to buy this coin, and then oh, it was the, the uni swap and the oh yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and then by the time we figured it out, the market price would have been down. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's a little crypto insight for you if you've missed that segment for a while. And now we got to go into MAGA Monday because let let you. I'll just say this: MAGA is on fire lately. Beep beep. But they're also fire in the scopey. clouds. Did you oh. hear about what happened in the clouds for MAGA? No. All right. I'm glad you didn't because I'm going to show you a picture, Rohit. Okay. And then you tell me what you see in this picture. One second. I'm just pulling it up. And I'm curious your very first reaction of the picture. Like when you see this picture, what's the immediate thing you think? Ready? Uh -huh. One. I'm drum rolling because I'm still looking for it. One, it's somewhere in here. Uh, all right, ready? This is the real drum roll. Drum roll. I know this is good podcasting. One, two, three. Oh, it's blurry. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Donald Trump cloud. <laughs> yes. It's a sign. It's a sign. So... Someone was driving somewhere after the mugshot was released. They saw the mugshot and then looked up in the sky and there was a real Donald Trump cloud. And these were not MAGA supporters because they when this came out, they said something like vicious about him. But they took the picture and it does look like Donald Trump in the clouds, right? Yeah, like a hundred. If you want to Google it. 
Um, it really, like, look again. Uh, yeah, you, you're auto blur, so I'm just going to go look it up on my computer. Donald Trump cloud. Yeah, that is that is a big time Donald Trump cloud. So uh, it, it made me feel uh, hopeless, Rohit, um, because I'm worried that some factions of our country might see that as a sign from otherworldly places. Um, well, that he is a divine deity. Honestly, maybe we are just being shown the truth because I'm looking up Trump cloud. There's pictures of a Trump cloud over Scotland. There's one it's, over. There's uh, a real one. There's a South one Carolina. Like, oh. Um, so yeah, Trump clouds. I guess for the past few <laughs> years popular. have been popping up everywhere. So honestly, maybe we've been wrong all along. Maybe all he right. is the chosen one. Well, that's why this is the MAGA Monday section because we are. All things Magan, maybe this is a sign that that he is the divine deity from God. Yeah, I I, uh, I am extremely. Uh, I've now been converted. That cloud just red pilled me. <laughs> All right, you're in. Um, sweet. And you have a Maga Monday. You have a Maga Monday segment. I do. I do. And you know, as we mentioned before, Maga is very much associated with the right. And very much associated with just a bunch of assholeism, just lack of humanity, and this and that. But it is not exclusive. And, um, you know, and I feel like maybe we just have too many old people running this country. Um, but there's, this is just a little I'm thing. Really like curious where you're going here, Rohit. <laughs> yeah, I slapped my head um, after reading this and watching the video. Um, but after the Maui fire, which, uh, you know, killed 30 people, you still have, I think, over 100 people that are still missing or unaccounted for. Um, you know, it tore down an entire village. Um, uh, and, you know, a couple of weeks later, you know, Joe Biden was able to make it there and it was great. And unfortunately, um, I guess they didn't his people did, didn't cover his uh, topics of conversation <laughs> with his PR people before okay. talking, which is very mega, extremely our press president. Um, I don't know if he even had a press staff uh, or a PR person. Like they should have taken oh, away definitely his, not. <laughs> his Twitter account. Like someone should have had the passwords and not given them to him. Um, and that was a big mega problem. But I do believe our current president might have had a bit of a gaffe that was very similar. Uh, so in a, just a sheer little bit of insensitivity, um, when speaking to a community that has lost so many of their family members, lost an entire village, many um, people are still missing, and they are going to be out of an, like sorts for a long time to rebuild. Um, he told a story uh, where he says, Jill and I have a little sense of what it's like to lose a home. And he told a story of when lightning struck his house in 2004 mm -hmm. um, and his kitchen caught fire. And he said he almost lost his 67 Corvette and his cat before the <laughs> fire was taken care of. I mean, I think that's fun. Like, I, what the fuck, dude? Like, are you fucking... He's like saying, okay, listen, I know a bunch of you died. It's taking me two weeks to get here, but I have given each household $700 to rebuild. Okay, that's what you get. And with that, I'm just like you because lightning struck my house and my kitchen caught fire, but it was put out. And I almost lost my collector's Corvette and my cat. So we're the same. Wait a second. 
You're okay. I am going vehemently against you right now. Okay. Okay. Find another interpretation. You think that losing your cat is not an incredibly tough thing to deal with? Nearly. Nearly. He didn't lose his Corvette or his cat. He said nearly. That still could be traumatizing. And, and, And this is from a guy who, by the way, lost his wife and two of his kids already. So he's obviously got some trauma in his life and he's equating this as another piece of trauma to lose his cat. Okay, that is like, he didn't lose his cat. He said he almost lost his I cat. I know, that, but imagine but, if you've lost your wife, your kids, and- Not in a fire. Okay, Aaron, this is like going to a Sandy Hook memorial. Okay. Oh God, no, don't do it, don't do it. I'm doing it, I'm fucking doing it. This is like Joe Biden going to a Sandy Hook memorial after kids were caught in a school shooting, he's like, I know how to relate to you. I once played a game of Call of Duty and I lost. This is no, the same fucking no. thing. He would go yes. to Sandy Hook and say, my kid got killed in a, uh, by a drunk driver. No, he would say he played a game of Call of Duty and he lost because that's the same level of fucking sensitivity. Stop gargling this dude's balls. Dude, he, he fucking, this was the most insensitive thing I've seen from this man recently and this was out of control and i'm just like this is as mega of a purse of a moment that you can have on this topic on the show um well look it, it, this isn't debate time so we're just god gonna leave it. god forbid he loses his 67 corvette i'm more fire. focused on the cat almost lost the cat oh, so meaning true. the cat was in the house somewhere but he could have so the cat could have died so oh yeah. of course it would be but what would be more traumatizing losing all your friends and family, your home, your livelihood, and all that because of a bad fire. And but he did all that too. He did. He did lose his wife and two of his kids. Not he a fire. has done that. Not a fire. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, please chime yeah. in with what you yeah. think of this uh, that became a debate. But you know what? It's yeah. good because it does. I, I, I hope this. Yeah, this yeah. does. I hope, you uh, have, I hope you're wearing bike shorts for all the dick riding you're doing right now because this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, we do have a uh, sports update. <laughs> all right, off to sports. Yes, off what do we got? Sports. Well, first, I just want to tell you that I'm sad. Why? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sad. I'm sad because I don't have Twitter anymore, and because I can't get on it, and. Why can't I get on it, row it? Because someone stole your identity. Exactly. So I had a tweet, boo. I had a tweet that I was going to do to this question, which go, which. So Donald Trump said that he shot a 67 and he won this tournament of over 50 (laughs) year olds. Wait, it was a nine hole though, right? Yeah. He said he won the tournament. He shot a 67 (laughs) and and I think he won the tournament like 20 times in a row. This is some Kim Jong-un shit. It's incredible. Oh my God. No, but I love, like, this is funny to me, but here's what's, so let's settle this. So there's a picture of Donald Trump, if you can see it golfing and i can't i don't know wherever Uh, it is there we go yes yes so the the uh tweet then says let's settle this what is donald trump's real weight under 215 pounds two 215 pounds and three over 215 pounds and my response was he won't be able to bend over 
to pick up the soap pounds, which, <laughs> which, good. which I thought was a good joke, but I realized I couldn't write it. Like I, I, I thought uh, it was at least like a seven out of ten joke. And why don't you start a new Twitter account? But anyway, keep going. Um, so just it's sports related because I think it is hilarious that he says he shot a sixty-seven when it's notorious that he cheats the whole time. And oh my god. But, He's the total guy that when you're not looking or even when you're looking, he'll kick the ball in or he'll just like pick it, it up and drop it. it. He'll pick it up out of the out of, out of the, the sand and just like when you're when you're below the when you're in the trap and you're out of view, he'll just instead of just hit like, you know, using like a sand wedge, he'll just pick the ball up and just chuck it out of the uh <laughs> And into the, the sandpit. And it'll say yeah, all yeah. in one. And just like, hey, yeah, oh. And then it'll be like, oh, did, where'd he go? Did it, did it land on Did it land on the green? Um, yeah. So, where, huh. I mean, there was, there was a video, I think shot. maybe you sent me, it was a video of him golfing recently. And I think he fell or the club went flying or something ridiculous and hilarious, yeah. hilarious happened. I'm like, there's no way that dude shot a 67. No, no, not a 77. No. Uh, so I thought, that, that so is that's fantastic. The, that's the golf uh, update of yeah. our show. We don't usually yes. have golf updates. So a, a sad piece from sports. Yeah. Man, we have a lot to cover. So I'm going to go quick. This show is packed. Um, I went with Brad. We He gets the sh- uh, shout out a lot on this show. I went with Brad to uh, a angel game because mm-hmm. Shohei Otani was pitching. A day game. And I told Brad that I have seen Shohei Otani play twice and he's hit two home runs in each game i've seen him pitch once and he threw a shutout while hitting the two home runs so i'm good luck for shohei is what i told him we we watched him warm up and i told him you know something doesn't look right about shohei right now he's throwing a lot of weird breaking stuff and his fastball isn't popping i don't know what's up he threw the first inning he struck out two but it didn't look right i was like something just looks weird this isn't the regular shohei the second in Oh, then in the bottom of that inning, it's a home run. So I'm like, boom, there's my first home run. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I was wrong. I guess he's fine. It was just, yeah. And you yeah. know, that's batting versus pitching. You're like, okay, maybe I was just whatever. But And, and my anyway, and Brad continue. was so excited because he saw a Shohei home run. It's been my fifth, but, you know, to each their own. Some people get lucky. I've been lucky with my Shohei games. And then in the second inning, it really looked off. Like something, it was just he wasn't pitching right. And... uh I just told Brad, like, this is not something is weird. And then lo and behold, like, after I think one batter, the trainers came out and he has a torn UCL in his arm. So he goes taken out of the game. What's crazy about him is he's still hitting. So even with a torn elbow, he's still going out and hitting every day. But the pitching part of Shohei is gone for this year and maybe all of next year. We don't know, which was very sad. And I feel like as arrogant as i was you know this is the hype this goes back to hype as arrogant as i was in hyping how much of good luck i was to shohei because he's done all this stuff in the three games i've been to i also broke shohei why would you do that man i'm sorry i'm i'm sorry i uh feel bad i sorry to all the angel fans baseball fans and sports fans out there i didn't mean to but I kind of did because I was being arrogant about it. So I'm just sorry. The The moral is don't hype yourself too much. And I did. It's 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 sad. And I think you owe the entire baseball community an apology. I'm um, sorry, baseball love community. Yeah. And it also spread that UCL injury also seemed to spread to my team. You owe me an apology and Felix sorry, Bautista. 
the all-star closer, but in the best closure of the season, second-year player from the Orioles, he also tore his UCL um, this past week. I'm so, sorry, Rohit. Um, oh, luckily that, for the big, Orioles, you have, a, yeah. but you do have another closer guy that's like apparently just as good. Yeah, Yenye Cano. He's not as consistent, but he throws heat and he's very good. I mean, sometimes he'll give up, you know, four runs, five games in, in a row, but, <laughs> but he's, good. he's really good the rest of the time. Um, All right. Well, but, yeah. Well, and my, or- and my Orioles, Orioles, by the way, are just, first. Yes, our first place Orioles, best record in the American League, are now two games away, two wins away from uh, beating last year's total wins with still 31 games left to go in the season. And this will be the first time, one, two, three, four, five. In the, the previous six seasons, the Orioles either finished in dead last or second to last place in the division, um, and often the worst of baseball. And this will be the first time in six years that they haven't done that, and now they're actually poised to win the division. There's a very tight race against the, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are only two games back, though. Yeah, but so the my Rays historically are mess, bad team. Oh, I know. They have kitty touchers. Yeah, they, they got a lot going on. Oh, God. Wander's going to move to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Wander's like, I identify as a kindergartner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right, we got to move on. to Yeah, Wander Franco, if you're listening, we were talking about a different one. And, and we're happy to have you on the show anytime. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yeah, we're big fans. We'll bring a translator. All right, yeah. Hope in 60. All right. Um, let me, oh, let me get the timer. This is our favorite segment where Aaron and I take 60 seconds to solve some of the world's biggest problems. The first one, Aaron, if you are ready, I will go. Uh, Let me just cue this up. Okay, Firefest is back. The same festival that happened in 2017, but people showed up and it was just like, like, a FEMA disaster site. It created um, two great movies. One. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them. Uh, Firefest is back and Firefest two. Uh, the tickets just went on sale and at every tier of ticket, they have sold out the entire Firefest two is sold out. It's by the same organizer, Billy McFarlane. And the kicker is none of the band lineup or any of the entertainment has been announced yet. Aaron hope. Where is the best place for us to go on the resale market to get a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Um, and yeah, fine. I feel hope already because yes, we're going to go. And you know what? Actually, I'm thinking about it now. There's another bit of hope is, and I still have seven seconds is that if anybody bought this for the second time and they get fooled <laughs> again, good. Like fucking good. We're only going to be fooled for the first time. Yeah, exactly. I do want to go. So, yeah, it's like I'm actually hoping it fails uh, if, if, as long as we don't go. Like I'm hoping it's the exact same thing two times in a row. Do we even like, know where it is? Uh, I think it's on the island again. The same one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I want to go for historic purposes. This is where those movies were filmed. <laughs> this is fucking fantastic. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, big, big, big fan of Firefest. Um, well, so, we have yeah. another one. Are you ready? Yes. I'm a big fan. I love those movies. Uh, all right. There was a hate crime in Jacksonville where the guy killed three people, mass shooting once again, and it was racially profiled, and he had uh, 
swastika on his gun and KKK stuff and Nazi symbols on the gun that he shot people with. And then uh, some people on the far right have not condoned that in the proper manner. And it just gives me hopelessness that no one will identify that anti-Semitism, anti-race is a massive problem in this country. Give me hope. Yeah, I mean, the right's been pretty silent on approximately all of the school shootings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, if, I, if, if, if my count is correct, as I lost track about 300 shootings ago. Um, and there was another one today, by the way, at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, there was a Chinese foreign exchange student. I don't think anybody died, though, but he got, yeah, that was not good. So is there any hope? Um, because people deny that there's like an extreme problem with the, like Nazis in this country going and killing people. Yeah. Um, I guess my hope is that there's predictability. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> consistency is at least nice to have in life, you know? Well, uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Yes, the next, yeah, we have one great. more hope in 60. Yes, yes. Again, this is a comedy show. Yeah. Uh, I love so. talking about these subjects. Yeah. Um, all right. The last one. Uh, this title is titled, the topic is titled Mother. Um, so right now we have uh, our health secretary um, has praised, uh, Dr. Rachel Levine has praised this, uh, an Alaska gender affirming clinic um, that has, uh, is re removing the word, this is a, 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 it's removing the word mother and re replacing it with egg producer. Um, and <laughs> this person is funny. <laughs> Other examples of things that they want to, uh, they, they want to, um, uh, would say is replace mom with birth parent also, or also <laughs> both birth parent and carrier. And, uh, yeah, pretty much just having, um, they want to change the gender reveal party to chromosome reveal parties. <laughs> This is, this, yeah. I, I want this person over for dinner. I just want them to rename everything. <laughs> just hilarious. I love, I love uh, this person. This is like, okay, fine. I feel hilarious. Yes, it's, <laughs> what would they rename? Like, I would just, I just straight up say, like, what would you rename a penis? Like, oh, I, I think they have that. They actually have that here. Um, Instead of well, they don't want you. To, you're not allowed to use the term male reproductive organs. You have to use penis and testicles. So they actually, you do get to say penis more, which is amazing. <laughs> so this uh, this is like the perfect person. I, I, I love this person. And they said instead of using the word men, you have to use X Y individuals. <laughs> what's up, X Y individual? <laughs> Yo, what's up, my X Y individual? <laughs> <laughs> I love this person. Oh man, yeah. this is so. I did not. Ex this is back to hype. I yeah. did not expect this topic to be so damn hopeful. <laughs> but man, this outlived the hype. This person is an absolute genius. I want them to like go around. I want them to like go to Disneyland and just rename every attraction and every sign, like, like, <laughs> like snow gender neutral and the seven. Humans that are littler than me. Oh I can't God. even do it. I can't do a good job. Like this person has nailed the nailed the like I can't try. I can't no, even well, try. Yeah. Well, all right, then my XY individual. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> we have a debate. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Man, 
I love the mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, all right. This next one brings us to London. Oi, governor. Oi. Um, and this uh, we have a debate. this topic. Mm, got I'm, I'm strapping on we my debate. We haven't had one in a while. I'm, I'm strapping on my debate. <laughs> debate <here>. tilt out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. My XY, my XY gear. <laughs> my XY gear. Would I say my XY gear? Like manly. So XY, I'm like XY right now. Oh yeah, yeah, you're mad. You're mad XY. You're Gen XY. Um, so, cameras. So Mayor Sadiq Khan has um, created these ULES zones <laughs> for ultra low emission zones. So if you this live in woman, a ULES zone, had, the mother woman had to have renamed these zones. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She's everywhere. Um, so they, if you live in a ULES zone in London. Um, you have to pay $12.50 or euros, 12.5 euros every time you drive if your car doesn't meet certain emission standards, okay? And they do this by, they've set up thousands of cameras across London in these ULES zones. <laughs> Why did they call them ULES? For ultra low emission zones. Yeah, but um, why did they call it ULES? Because I, <laughs> I just picture everyone like when you're trying to enforce this, you just go go up to ULES, and then like they're enforced. Like yeah, so, that's a that's a uh, keep going. <laughs> we are going to debate, Aaron. Have yeah. a little quick debate um, over the the how smart these are or how fair these are um and because right now there's a there's a freedom activist group called the blade runners um that, <laughs> again our naming person came in strong there oh yeah these are great they have uh it's a group that i would like to join mm. um what they do is 90 percent of these cameras of these thousands of over a thousand oh sorry 500 cameras um, have in London have been destroyed or vandalized or cut or broken. Um, and that's 90% of the cameras. And this Blade Runners uh, group that they're labeling as terrorists are um, behind this. And I really want to join this group. Um, and the debate is, mm. are the Blade Runners an exercise of ethical revolt? Yes or no? I'm going to have to say no just because you're not supposed to destroy property. And, uh, like, that's a form of, I guess, you know, rioting. And having been through that during the George Floyd thing, any destruction of anything is, I just, I can't support. But I think there's way more clever ways they could do this. And... I mean, you could just tape them up. You could, uh, like, like be, if one of them is a good engineer, you could rehook it so the tape is just on repeat, showing exhaust coming out of a bike. And so <laughs> whenever people watch the tapes, they just see exhaust coming out of the bike. Well, but you give me your opinion, because I just can't I am, quite get, uh, get, get uh, behind destroying property. I've never been more behind a social initiative in my entire life than the Blade Runners. Um, here's why. Okay. Because, all right, right now these ULES zones that have been 
that have been put together by this really not great mayor of London. Um, and I can say that as a brown person, too. It seems like people are, are too scared to say that. But this dude sucks. And we have a more um, about a brown person coming up. Oh, yeah. They're the worst. Um, anyway, so um, he kind of like is acting like a a sort of, I don't know. This is some fascist shit. Because what, what he's doing now is if you drive a lorry, as they call them, like, like a truck type thing, right? And mm-hmm. you're a... A, a mechanic or a worker that's got to drive it. You're getting fined 15 euro every time you take out your car. Okay. Or 12 euro 50. You, if you drive a car that's not electric or that doesn't uh, it, meet hybrid standards, which is most of the vehicles you are getting fined. What you are doing is taking money out of the pockets of citizens who cannot, do you know how expensive cars are now in the U S already? They're even, they've always been more expensive in Europe. People that cannot afford this. This is a poor tax. Okay, and this is literally going. It's here. You got people that are in government, people got celebrities. They're taking private jets. They're they're these people that are ruling our world. The people that are running these big corporations, all the people that are behind so much of the shit, they are the responsible for so much of the pollution. And you look at big industrial nations like India and China are responsible for so much of the pollution. But what we are doing now is we are punishing individuals that can't afford it for stuff that is so microscopic compared to the pollution that's happening by these same people putting these rules in and by the big corporations and by these big polluting industrial nations. So we are punishing them. And so what I think Blade Runners is doing is absolutely admirable. I hope that they continue to destroy every single one of these cameras until the city of London can no longer afford to put these up because this is fascism. And I think just because something is legal doesn't make it ethical. And I think what they are doing is the greatest form of a small citizen revolt. All right. You know what? <clears throat> this is rare. But I see your point. And I'm going to be in London in two days. So yes. if you can find the information to one of the heads of the Blade Runners and put me in contact with them, Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll go do something about this. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Maybe we can get them on the show. Yeah. So if uh, so that'll because I, I, I hear your point. I mean, I think it's really it's it's a bit ridiculous what they're doing because you're right. It is again. It's probably hurting the poor more, and then the rich people get away with it no matter what. And I hate yep. that stuff. So uh, yeah, find the information. For the head of the Blade Runners, connect me to him via WhatsApp or regular text. I do either. and Or just give him my Instagram handle and we can talk. Um, and uh, I'll, go destroy, I'll go destroy a camera. My guy. My guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. And All right. I, Excellent if, debate. And if anyone's listening to this, uh, I'm not going to do any of those things <laughs> if you're in London. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, oh, no, yes, I might. Yes, I, might yes. I might. Wink, wink, not. Wink, wink. Um, so thank you. You won. You won that debate. I'm handing yeah, it over. That's rare. That's rare. And it's a good. Tra- it's a good segue because I believe we're continuing the idea of debates on your next topic. We, we are, and we can't go a full show without talking about a, a, a an event that we haven't seen in this country since 2016. A, a Republican presidential debate. And if you remember the old ones back in the day, 
the old TV back in the day, it was like Trump walking around the stage, kind of bullying people and everyone else looking like scared of him. And it was very odd. And at first it was funny and then it got a little less funny and then it got very real. And uh, then he became president. So now we have a debate, but he is not in the debates. Instead, there were eight other people in the debates. And Rohit, <laughs> Rohit I, I went into this debate with hope. Hope that one or two of the candidates, maybe three or four even, would emerge as someone who was more of like a moderate Republican, like a fiscally conservative, socially more liberal, a little more old school, like understanding that you can't really lead this country by being like really religiously right. Because uh, mm -hmm. that's for some reason where the Republican Party has gone, where it's like this. It's based on a lot of these religious values that don't adhere to my religious values personally yeah. as a Jew. So it just doesn't, I just don't get it. So I was hoping, I was hoping. And almost all of them, except for probably Ron DeSantis, they had a moment at the beginning where I was like, all right, they're all right. Like I, Tim, Tim Scott, I think had a moment. Nikki Haley actually had the most good moments probably. I agree. Agree. Um, yeah. Which was Christie surprising. Had a few. And Chris Christie was the other winner, I'd say. And then you had Ron DeSantis, who... Uh, Smiled like this. Yeah, he can't smile. And <laughs> I, I've... I, like, he, he doesn't have the ability to. And and I have... I think I've said this on this show a lot of times over the last while. When people have said, Ron DeSantis this, he's great, he's that. I'm like, have you heard him talk? Because if you actually hear the man speak for a while, he sounds like a whiny weasel. And this was like an angry whiny weasel because he was just angry the whole time. And what upset me the most about this debate is it wasn't really a debate. It was just a bunch of people saying nothing and kind of agreeing with each other. Like, yes, yes. There, there was not there was like very few actual, I think, as much as I disagree with him, the only person that brought up actual solutions even though I don't think they were the right solutions, was Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the only person that's like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah, they were, just, they were like, just batshit crazy solutions. Yeah. And Mike Pence, dude, that dude was just talking over his time and over everybody. He's like, I think his, like, his, his debate prep team were like, Jay, just talk no matter what. Just yeah. like, and like, you even saw the moderators on Fox were like, like, Mr. Vice President, you literally, in nicer words, shut the fuck up. They didn't say that, but I was like, dude, you're like. But he's also he the care. guy on the stage who has the most pedigree, so it's hard to like say, yeah. Shut up. So they were weird so about it. Boring. Well, he's like, he's, a, he looks like, uh, the Steve Carell character in Anchorman. If he aged a bit and he kind of talks like he's not as funny. That's the problem. But, yeah. but I also he's just, they'd say problems. They'd get angry about the problems, but they wouldn't say, and here's what I'm going to do about it. They just say this, like, I'm going to get rid of inflation. Okay. How are you going to like give an actual yes, plan? And this is why I think the progressive agenda, regardless U.S. or not, has always gotten more of the youth vote. Besides having new ideas, the progressives often come with specific like solves. And I think many of those, you know, I said I am a pretty fiscally conservative and socially liberal person. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is you know, hard to find a space. But many of the progressive ideas, they're like they make literally no financial or economic sense whatsoever or, or don't understand the human condition in many ways. But I'm like, I'm pleased that they're coming because they're fucking ideas to react to and work from because yeah. they are starting points, starting points. And what we got was like almost no starting points in this debate. 
And this debate was just who could yell the loudest, yeah. who could say the most shit. And yes, there were a few respectable people. I'm like, okay, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, that I'm like, okay, cool. All right, at least they, they, they rose above, but I still think they have to prove that they can bring something, you know, and bring an idea to react to, because that is not what we got during this Republican debate. Mm-hmm. And it was very like, you know, and I, you know, having to download the Fox, you know, news app, my Apple TV, I was like, Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, now this is going to show up forever, you know, <laughs> I think, but, but uh, yeah, I, Aaron, I couldn't agree with you more. And it was just frustrating. I couldn't watch the whole damn thing. I was like, fuck this. I'm done. I did. I played, watch I played Zelda all. instead. I did watch the whole thing. And um, the, this is where hype, the hype in my head was big that something interesting would happen and or some initiative would be proposed or everyone's talked so much about DeSantis, like maybe he has some interesting thing to say. And it was like the anti-hype. It was just a bunch of losers and with no valid point. So they'd complain about the country as if the country right now is this cesspool of disgust and we're all living in like the worst America ever. By the way, two and a half years after the guy that they say like saved America left. So like you can't change yeah. that much. And, and as many problems as whoever has with the current president, that doesn't happen in just two and a half years. It's not a magic switch that is flipped. And yes, every president comes in and every president does good and every president does some bad. There's not actually been one like incredible president probably since fucking JFK. And that dude was amazing. Um, and probably the greatest president of our modern era. And, and of course the, can. yeah, that that's what happens. He's too, he was too good for us. We did not deserve JFK literally did not. And the, uh, um, it's, it's right now. Yes, there are problems in this country and, but they're, they were acting right now as if it was Mad Max. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> the liberals are out there with transgender machetes and they were going to stop everybody from from cooking, using fire, uh, driving, and they were going to imprison everybody that doesn't submit to their their wokeness and all this like fucking fear, man. And it's yes, there are. It's just so exact. Why does everybody exaggerate? I think if there was ever a candidate that was just like, actually, you know, this isn't so bad, and actually, this, but you know, here, like, there's no moderation no. anywhere. Like, where was anywhere, the like bro? the chill dude? Who's just like, all right, the country, like as a Republican, you could say, all right, the country under Trump was not great. He divided everything. That sucked. And under Biden, I have problems with this, this, and this. Some of the things have been good. Some have been bad. And here are the things that I'm going to do with the bad to make it better. And here are the ideas I have behind it. But yeah, we all, we live in the greatest country ever and I want to unite. And like no one even said unite. Like they didn't even talk about, like they were just so angry and so like it was just like anger politics and i can't get behind that in any way i don't like, i don't get it i don't get it was like what happened to patriotism it, like where we I want know. everyone to be heard it was like 10 chihuahuas just biting ankles for fucking two hours dude like yeah. you're like okay yeah it's like dude it's like yo that's why i closed the door left the chihuahuas in the other room and played tears of the kingdom you're better. Than, I I wanted to see how it would all play out, and no, and I, I also couldn't. couldn't believe how I much they were just such wimps about Trump. They'd all said like they'd still support him and stuff, and it's like, well, aren't you running against him? But it was almost like they hyped him up more. Like they hyped the guy that they're supposed to try to beat. I I just didn't like. 
aren't you trying to beat that guy? Not like yeah. hype him up more. Like, That's yes, every out. like what he did at the cap. I, oh, what well, the worst one? I think it was Ron DeSantis, who came off like he lost the debate to me. He was the single worst guy on that stage. And yeah, he was silent. He just he didn't get any good points clearly for us. He had no personality. Um, like what yeah, Vivek was, said I don't, was like batshit, but he at least smiled a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that dude can de- that dude can really know how to deliver his words. Yeah, like he you know yeah, he's got great stage presence, really great stage presence. But and sometimes in politics, it's all that matters because what they say is never the truth. And so well, that, like, but, okay, but then DeSantis because. Some of them at least were like, yes, we need to support Ukraine. Our biggest dangers are Russia and China. But Ron yeah. DeSantis comes out and says, let's get out of Ukraine. We don't need that. And instead, let's go to war with Mexico. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Like, we're going to bring is, our is, troops is, into is, Mexico? Yeah. I mean, you know, secure the borders and all that. And funny enough. The Joe Biden has actually spent more on border security than Donald Trump. So I know. If the Republicans had admitted that, they'd be like, well, you know, we want to continue, but they don't even want to acknowledge. And even though, and this is the funny thing, is, yeah, Biden, you know, they ran on stopping border, but now he realized how important it was. And he actually rightfully increased border security. And it's great. And it's actually been really good for this country. At least, you know, it's not, it's, it's open in some areas. It's not open in others. But they could have at least acknowledged progress and then what you build on. But everything they said is like, it's like Joe Biden drinks water and I'm going to make sure there's no water to be drank in America because that's only liberals drink water. Like that's the kind of like level of fucking conversation you're getting. It's, that's why I can't watch these things. Um, but, but I think it's time we transition to something let's more go, Let's go. Sorry. So more intelligent is I have yes. one hopeless TV. I have one yes. hopeless TV and then we just have a couple things to wrap up. Yes. Uh, and the, uh, but, oh, just the, the, hope from the Republican debate that I got from it is at least it's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's going to be more of them. Oh, right. There's more. Damn it. Bro, November of 2024 is 14 months away oh, or 15 God. months so we'll away. We'll have another one in a month. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Well, let's go to the hopeless or TV. For, yeah. So uh, have you watched, we've talked about this show before. You've watched Only Murders in the Building? One and a half seasons, yes. Okay, so you're Close to caught up. Yes. So here is my hope and hopelessness. Uh huh. I have watched the first four episodes of the new season of Only Murders in the Building. Uh-huh. And one, there was like one scene where I was like, it's got every famous person ever in this show. It had like Steve Martin, Martin Short, Paul Rudd, Meryl Streep, Gerard Butler, Gerard Depardieu, uh, Ellen Barkin, Joe Biden. It had like everybody. It was just like a room full of famous people. And they're all in this show interacting. It's like, holy shit. I got some of the names wrong, but holy shit. There were a lot of like, oh, uh, Selena Gomez and Miley. There was all these different people. And it was just so damn funny. Like it's such. Oh, it actually worked out because usually ensemble stuff you have to nail. Otherwise, it's like they just threw everybody together. No, this works and people are against type in some of their roles. And I was just like absolutely amazed. I just think it so far, the first four episodes, Steve Martin has some, there's one thing he does in, in uh, a few times in an episode that is just his, him being his hysterical self. I just think the guy still has got it. Um, he's a god. He's a fucking legend. And you've got to, like, you don't even need to watch the last season, the end. Just, no, you do. You need to watch the last episode of the last season before you watch this. 
Otherwise, it's, I mean, I don't like to skip things, so, so I like to go it. in order. Just go in. Yeah. But yeah. So I recommend it. It's great. Um, I mean, I guess it's negative because it shows that you <laughs> to have a great success, you need a ton of stars. But whatever, it works. It's funny. I mean, I mean, it reminds me of the Bear uh, season, the season two of the Bear. There was one. It's like every a-lister wants in on that show now because it was a small production that became so fucking huge it's hulu's and other big like, show they have their two shows yeah. they have hulu's the bear fucking and killing the it Murders. right now good job good job to them they're killing it and um but here's the hope yeah so or did yeah. You oh yeah wait what do you hope us about no yeah <clears throat> the strike like this is why in watching only murders in the building this is why you want good actors and good writers to be working and creating content because this uh-huh. show shows that this is good writing. Um, it's good acting. It's all the things you'd want in a comedy show. And, and without writer AI could not make this show happen in any way, shape or form. So that's why I felt hope hopeless. Cause I even, I, the, the hype in this was, all right, this show is Hulu's biggest show. Like they, I mean, on all Hulu posters, it's like a picture of this show. Is this third season going to be good? And it's actually the best season yet. So Wow. Okay. So uh, I just, Ina hated it. So I, we had to stop and we just haven't picked it up yet. So I'm trying to get her to finish it. So get her to get to this season. This season. I don't is... know if it's possible. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I'll have to watch by myself when I find time. Uh, you've yes. got to watch it. But, but man, the strike yeah. needs to end so that the creatives can create. And before we move on, I just want to say one thing, and I think you make such a good point. And yes, the hopelessness does come from this strike. Because I got to say, and I just thought of this right now, over as divided as our country is, and it's really fucking divided, a lot of pain, a lot of anger, a lot of misunderstanding, there's only been one thing that has united our country. Only one thing, and that's TV. Right? People yeah. of all walks watch all different shows. Like sports divides people because you got, you know, fucking fuck the Yankees, fuck the Red Sox, all this shit, right? But like the love of storytelling and television has brought this country together where you have people of all kinds of backgrounds that watch Game of Thrones, where you have all sorts of people that like say that get behind Ted Lasso and be like, oh my God, this means so much. And like from jocks, all people that would never even watch soccer, play soccer, or, or this watch, show. watch a kid, but this like, show. yeah, this show, yeah, it's. Like, so I think that, yeah, we qual at this point with the writer strike, we are the only people left keeping this country together, you and I. And you're welcome, listeners. You're welcome to people who aren't listening for us doing that. Yes, yes, you are. Um, so we're so uh, great. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, row it we're together. Kind of like, combined, yeah. we're great. I mean, t- individually, you're great. I'm great. Combine the two of us, we're so great. We double grade, dog. We double grade. Um, All right. So speaking of stupidity, yes. you have a 4chan uh, for love. Yes. From 4chan with love. This latest post from 4chan uh, that I'll be reading. Um, Remember, he is reading this, this. For the segment. Yes. I am not writing this, but this is a post uh, that was made on 4chan. Um, and this one is titled Anon Reads Scott Pilgrim. And here's the green text. And here we go. Learned how to jerk off in grade six. <laughs> Started jerking off daily to various internet pornography medias. Borrowed Scott Pilgrim from the library one day for a book project. Had no clue what it is about. Start reading the book. Saw Kim Pine. Damn, she is hot. That weird Canadian fucker really made her the (laughs) thickest baddie in comic book history. My inchworm got a stiffy just from the first glance. In a school day, reading volume two. In the first few pages, Kim was doing the deed with Scott for the first time. 
My little buddy immediately got rock hard from it. Rushed to the school toilet with the book, went to a stall, and pulled down my pants in light speed. Whipped out my little twig and started jerking off at the book while I was imagining I was Scott, who's gently deflowering her. Got stimulated so hard I started moaning. Kim, I am coming. Kim, ah, on the edge of coming. Suddenly the store, the stall door opened and in front of me stood the fuckers from the other class had just finished P.E. I was so horny that I forgot to lock the door. Everyone was in utter fucking shock, except my edging manhood, which precisely aimed at the book and sprayed all its love seed on it. What? Feeling of dread quickly overcame me. Went to the principal's office for that, and my parents never let me touch any comic book since then. Had to pay the library 30 bucks for the book repair. Got bullied and called Scott Pilgrim for the rest of my school life. (laughs) (laughs) That face when a comic book redhead ruined my life. <laughs> well, look, Rohit brings these uh, segments to the show. I, I'm actually not totally sure why, but it's very, it's, it is actual literature that is out there in, yes. in the lexicon for you to read. And people do read this. So yeah. while what you just said was incredibly disturbing and weird and funny and terrible, thank you for reading. Thank you for the read, yeah. Rohit. Yeah, that's 4chan. Um, well, yeah, Aaron, so we got a submission and then hope fulfilled. Yeah. And then we're done. Uh, so the submission, uh, it's from no name. Uh, he said, so it's a he or no, what did, uh, our name person say a he is now a penis testicle or something. Oh, oh no. Uh, an X, Y individual, X, Y individual. So this X, Y individual sent in this. If the Dodgers were playing in the World Series, would it be okay if they found a way to disqualify or imprison the pitching staff of their opponent? Question mark. By your standards in politics, referring to uh, Trump, it is. And if you were to say if they broke a law, they should do time, then I'd ask you what crime and you'd change to the su- to subject or say, who cares? They're just awful people. I believe in equal application of the law. I believe in the Constitution. But, okay, I don't, I'm done reading it. But the Dodger part, I think, is what we focus on. So, Rohit, do you have uh, <laughs> any... Uh, would you like to answer this? Yeah, I'd like to answer. I agree that the law should be applied equally to everyone, no matter who. And if he broke the law... He fucking broke the law. And, uh, you know, right now, then the only recourse um, is to make sure to go after everybody else. And I, I for one, want to see politicians in prison. So I, it's, I know I'm coming very both sidesy, but I wouldn't mind if this just set off the dominoes for every politician to be on trial and go to jail. And it'd be very great. There you go. So there is the answer. Um, yes, so and just to be I clear, agree with I also, you. I don't, uh, yeah. Anyway, this guy's out of yeah. his mind, but, uh, well, he makes a good point, but I don't know if I agree that Jonathan didn't necessarily do anything. His point is that anything that Donald Trump's accused of is just, is not true. But if other people did it, it's true. I think he's been saying that because this is like the 273rd like indictment and they're like oh for 273 or 272 this far since like that. he's been it's like, since he's been left the presidency they're oh for nothing they're just seeing what's gonna happen oh for everything no there's yeah, no they're oh for everything there's no O's even yet. before when he was president they they haven't everything they've gotten has been nothing 
So there, this will be nothing again. And well, we have a bet on this. I already got my mugshot. Yeah. You did not think there'd be a mugshot, yeah. and I already got that. No, it was, and that mugshot was epic. So I'm like, I, like, I kind of won the bet, but he, we'll see if the that's, charge happens. That bet is not an indictment. I mean, that's not. Sorry, that's you not said a there would never be a mugshot. Yeah, but that was we bet on convictions. We didn't bet on mugshots. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you can't just change the terms of the deal. I know that that that's what you people like to do. Um, so let's all right, end. well, we let's have a hope fulfilled to end the show. Yes. And this hope fulfilled to me is is it's hope fulfilled because it's so hilarious. Um, this is the uh, just this past week, uh, the federal employees in San Francisco were told that they had to work remotely due to crime concerns. Um, the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building it contains Office of U.S. Departments of Health and Human Services (HHS) and other government divisions. And per the San Francisco Chronicle, the area near the building is home to sit one of the city's most brazen open-air drug markets, where dozens of dealers and users congregate on a daily basis. And on August 4th, an HHS executive issued a memo telling its employees and ordering them to work remote for the foreseeable future due to safety concerns. And I think this is hopeful, Phil, because it's hilarious. It's well, it's extra funny to me because I was there then. Like I was in San Francisco a few weeks ago. I was very close to where this is and every, it was fine. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't go to the drug den, but, yeah. but I had but, a great time. So whatever they're doing in San Francisco, just make sure it's fun when I'm there because I've, had, I've been there twice this summer and had a fantastic time. Loved every yeah. second. Oh yeah. And it's, it's definitely a very fun city. I just I think the hope fulfilled for me was the people that have been saying there's no problem there all the time are saying, please do not come to our office because it is too dangerous. And I'll, let me add this as a hope fulfilled. Yeah. There are problems in every single big city. If you live in a big city, no matter what it is, don't say there's no problems. Don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's saying there's no problems. I don't think any problems has any city has a problems like San Francisco right now. Uh, L.A. is that's I mean, to me, the L.A. and San Francisco were very similar. Our government workers are still allowed to go to their office. Yeah, because they put the offices in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> touche. Fucking touche. Yeah. No, there's some downtown shit. But yeah, you're right. But I think San Francisco is just a different story. And it, to me, I, this was hopeful filled. So that's what I really well, thank I wanted you. to add something, thank something you hilarious. For, thank you for that. And uh, with that, we end one of our more, more insane shows ever. <laughs> yeah. Please don't cancel us. Don't cancel us. And just and remember, you know, some of the things that we do say on this show are maybe exaggerated. They're not fully exactly like, you know, it's not totally what we think. We're just we're just we're, we're, we're hilarious. Yeah, and we're spitballing here. We're spitballing ideas. Yeah. Hey, we'll just see what happens. You know, it's just we'll figure this out. Yeah. Everyone's good. We love everybody. Yeah. Except yeah, for a few yeah. people. They're going to see the. Yeah. You know, you know what they yeah. say when you put a. A brick on someone's shoe. They float to the bottom. Actually, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, let's unless end on a happy. You weigh, note. Unless you weigh, unless you weigh more than the brick, because then uh, <laughs> reverse. Then you'll be able to swim up. Then you, yeah. it's a floaty. Wait. Yeah. Then it's physics. Yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> that makes so little sense. That gave me more hope. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that, keep hype. Keep the hype up, and keep positive, and stay hopeful. You can follow. Aaron Wolf at the Aaron Wolf on Instagram, not on Twitter anymore. Unfortunately, since the account got stolen, you can, still follow you can me. also I'm find not, him. On, I'm not able. To yeah, it's just not him. Yeah, his account was stolen. Else. Somebody else has it. Yeah, um, you can follow him on TikTok. You don't forget to follow. I am able and Allie Wolf Productions, and you can follow me, Vohit for Rohit, on all the things. And, and and one other thing, if you are on Threads, I have been using Threads. Oh, I forgot about Threads. 
Yeah, I've been using it. I've been I used it in the first three days and haven't logged in since. Well, use it again. I'm on there. Same exact thing, the Aaron Wolf, Wohit for Rohit. And uh, with that, we're going to end our show because uh, I have to pee. So Yeah, and we're an hour and 15 in, so we got to go. All right. Bye. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark, it's a hopeless soul.